0: morning church good morning on this lovely sunday morning as we come to the preaching of god's word via the technology i hope you're all comfy and i hope you're all well i hope you've got something nice and warm next to you i pray that we would continue to trust god obey god and be faithful as we endure this time But I invite you all now to turn. Please turn with me to Psalm 131. I will continue preaching from Psalm 131. Psalm 131, starting at verse 1. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvellous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for another Sunday morning that we can come together in our homes as a as with, with our children, but mainly and mostly with you, Father. We are all together united in Christ Jesus, and through him we know you, Father, and we can cry to you upper Father, but help us now, Father, to listen. Continue to examine our hearts to see if our hope is in you during this time. Help us to hear and help us to apply what we hear, Father. Be with my mouth, watch over my um, tongue, Father, as I come to preach. Help me to be found faithful to the scriptures, the sacred scriptures. But thank you now, Father. Thank you that that there are many, uh, many pastors that are coming together via technology, having to continue to preach to their congregation. Give us all the strength and wisdom we need to endure this time, Father. But thank you now for this morning. Thank you again for your word. Thank you for this lovely psalm, which encourages us to put our hope in you. I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, like I said, we're going to continue with this psalm. And it's all about our hope in God. And and are we, during this time, do we find ourselves putting our hope in God? Think of it like this. You've got children, maybe you have a teenage son or a teenage daughter. And just say your son. He comes to you and he shares something that he wants to talk to you about. And a few weeks later, you... You go to him and you ask him, are you willing to share what you mentioned a couple of weeks ago? And he says, don't worry, Dad. I spoke to Uncle Jack down the road and he gave me some good advice. A month goes by and he does the same thing. How do we feel as parents or how would we feel as parents if our children put their hope and their trust in someone else. Isn't this what we do with God? We put our hope in something else when we should be putting our hope in him alone. There's nothing wrong with going to get advice from other people, etc, etc. But if we're are not finding ourselves putting our hope in god at all there's something wrong with our christian faith like i said last week our hope can can only be in two things either in god or ourselves now if it's in god that means we are trusting in him and his word which means we are building our lives on rock on christ the solid rock i stand and when Jesus returns to judge the world, we remain standing. If it's in ourselves, that is trusting in our own wisdom, in the wisdom of the world, or the facts of the world. Which means we are building our lives on sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And when Jesus returns to judge the world, we will fall. Our hope should be in God as we walk through this world, especially now in this time of uncertainty. Like I said last week, the word hope here is not how the world uses it. Like, I hope that it will snow again. And the children maybe are saying, I hope it will snow again, so that dad and mom, we can go play in the snow. Or as parents, we hope hoping this coronavirus will just blow over so we can get back to a normal life again. But the word hope in this context is something more permanent. It, 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 it should be permanent in the sense where it is anchored on God alone, on His Word, on His promises. Now, when we think of God alone, I'll go back to that psalm I read last week. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me, hoping God? For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. See, God is the psalmist's only hope. Our hope should be in God and he should be our only hope. And where did the psalmist learn to put his hope in God? Well, from the scriptures. That's why Paul affirms this in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatever was written in earlier times... Was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Hope in the Scriptures. That's where our hope should be: hope in God, hope in the Scriptures to encourage our hearts, to strengthen our hearts, no matter what is going on around us, so that we can walk faithfully and humbly with God. Because in this world, we will have tribulations. We will have sufferings. We will have calamities. We've seen this. We are witnessing this through COVID-19. So let us now continue to, to look to God's word. To find hope in his word. Let's, let's continue to look at Psalm 131 verses 1 to 3 to encourage us to hope in God. Like I said last week. A lovely psalm to encourage us to have a humble faith and a calm confidence in God. To hope in God. I know last week we were supposed to look at uh, two things, but unfortunately we only managed to get through our first thing. And that was we must turn off the noise in our hearts. We must turn off the noise in our hearts. And that that is there to, to encourage us to to hope in God and we read that in verse 1 so let's just recap quickly on on that first thing turn off the noise in our hearts listen again as I read verse 1 of Psalm 131 O Lord my heart is not proud nor my eyes haughty nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me what this verse is telling us is that the author david he, he he he's not chasing after the things of the world he's not obsessed with the things of the world he's not obsessed with things too big for him to handle he's not he's not overwhelmed with with the challenges around him because he Knows where to look and put his hope in. And he quietens his heart in God. That's why the verse 1 is reflecting on. He is quiet inside. He is not noisy inside. But if our hearts are noisy. We need to ask ourselves. Where is this noise coming from? Is, Is the noise in our hearts caused by setting our mind on the things that are on earth like our jobs our salary our possessions our homes our favorite tv programs what am i playing with our gadgets always on our phones and unfortunately relying on these things for success happiness and hope and this is all hopelessness if this is where we put our hope And this is where an unbeliever will put their hope. An unbeliever will put their hope in the earthly things. And as Christians, should our hearts be noisy? Should our hearts be making a noise inside? But if they are, now, I'm not saying our our hearts cannot be noisy. What goes on around us will bring a noise inside. To our hearts. But. What are we going to do about that noise. That comes our way. Well if our hearts. Are noisy. And they do get noisy. Then we should go. To the feet of Jesus. We should go. To him. And learn from. The gospels that are in the Bible. Learn from the sacred scriptures. Where he teaches us. Where he. Where we can look at him and learn from him. One who is humble and gentle in heart. And in him we can find rest. We, we should look to, to Mary and Martha and see what Mary did. She chose the better and she sat at the feet of Jesus to listen to him. And if we are listening to Jesus, if we are going to God's word, then our hearts will be quiet. Because when we look to Jesus and we look to God's word, it should humble us as well as encourage us and give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. So will we, if our hearts are noisy, will we look to, to God's word and to Jesus? If we don't, then we're going to just keep on, on compromising our faith. We will not walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. We will not bear fruit in every good work. We will keep trampling Christ underfoot. And it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Our God is a consuming fire. So to stop being noisy, we need to go to the scriptures to quieten that noise. And put our hope in God. We need to make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. So this first thing that we looked at last Sunday in Psalm 131, verse 1, to encourage us to hope in God, and that is to turn off the noise in our our hearts. Will we do that so we can truly put our hope in God? Now let's look at this second thing. And the second thing is also found in Psalm 131, for our hope to be in God, which is, We must draw near to God. And I think it's common sense that if our hearts are noisy and there's noise in our hearts, we're not going to draw near to God. That's why I'm saying if our hearts are noisy, we should just go to the scriptures, which is drawing near to God. But go to the scriptures, allow them to quieten that noise so that we can then sincerely and genuinely draw near to God. But I don't want to contradict myself. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you feel, just draw near to God with all your hurts, with all your pain. And God, who's a compassionate God, will comfort you and will help you to quieten that noise so you can draw nearer to Him and nearer to Him in a deeper sense when that heart is quietened. And our our second thing that we want to look at, like I said, we must draw near to God. Look at verse 2 of Psalm 131. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child. Rest again, his mother. My soul is like a weaned child within me. Now this verse has nothing to do with David. Hungrily seeking milk as a child, as a child, but rather resting contently against his mother's chest. It's, he has a beautiful picture of, of, of David's weaning process from an infant to an adulthood. So when David was an infant when he was a child and he wasn't near his mom and, 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 he, and there may be some fear or maybe something made him made him scared, or he he just he just missed that comfort he would cry, he would be noisy, then his mom would come and pick him up and and pull him towards her chest, and that would then quieten him inside it would quieten his soul. It's like your child, your child toddler's playing in the back garden, and then it suddenly comes across a cat or a dog, and then there is fear and it starts crying. And what do you do as a parent? You go run up there and you pick that child up. And you pull that child into your chest. Where they will find great comfort. There, you are helping them to draw near to you. Which then helps them one day to draw near to God. So David yeah, here is being he's been weaned off. It's the process of being held close to his mom... Now he's been weaned off that so that his soul would become like a weaned child within him. And this is how David learned to be quiet inside. It's, it's a process. So trials will come and trials will bring a noisy or noise to our hearts. But what will we do to quieten them? Well, a quietness of soul is to go and draw near to God. Like I've written here, as we go through trials and hope in God, we bring our noisy hearts to a quietness, a quietness of soul to whom God draws near. And and that's what we want. We want to draw near to God so He can draw near to us. And He can comfort us. He is the God of all comfort. So verse 2 of Psalm 131 says, In the ESV, it says, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Now, in the New American Standard Bible, it says, surely I have composed and quieted my soul. Now, the reason why I brought you to these two different translations is that the word composed is a better word. And it means literally to level it. To level it. It's like, it's like. A bulldozer going to an old site where there's an old building and they want to knock it down. Now think if men just went there, how long it would take, how painful it would be. But how easy it is just to have a bulldozer come and level that site flat so they can build a new building on top of that. And think how easy it is if we just go to God, draw near to Him, so He can level that noise. If we don't, we make it so much harder, so much more painful, so much more suffering. And 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 if a bulldozer has to level something, we're not going to able to do that on our own. We think, we can trust in our own wisdom, lean on our own understanding, do things in our own eyes. We just bring more pain and suffering to our body, to our whole being. So this is telling us it's not going to be easy. And if we're going to, to bulldoze, level the noise inside our hearts, this is going to require us to become doers of God's word. Again, it, it, it means going back to God's word, drawing near to God so that his scriptures, the Holy Spirit can level that noise. And drawing near to God is, is, is something that we need to learn and we need to encourage each other to do because it's not easy. And we can draw near to God. It's, it's amazing that we can with confidence draw near to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God is there wanting to level our noise, He's wanting there to encourage our hearts and he wants the, He wants us to draw near so that he can help us. but are we willing to put our hope in him for him? To do this. And if we are not going to do this, then it shows we we are proud. We are arrogant. God is opposed to the proud. But He gives grace to the humble. Being a Christian is being proactive. It's being active in humility and and going to God and asking Him to to help us. I, I read this quote a while ago in one of my Psalms. Prayer is vital. Like I say, drawing near to God is vital and must never be neglected, particularly in difficult trials. The storms of life should always drive us into the harbor of God's presence. Like a ship goes into the harbor for safety and comfort and hope, hoping not getting swamped by waves and then shipwrecked. Same is with us. We go into God's presence, it's like a harbor. And we hope in Him so He can comfort us and, and prevent us from becoming shipwrecked. Let's 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 help each other. Psalm two is a beautiful picture of, 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 a, of a person who has composed and quieted their, their soul by drawing near to God's presence. I look, I mean, it, it's, this is a process. Just like your children are weaned off you. So, I've, well, Catherine and I have had, had four children. But as they've grown, they hug us less. But they do hug us. It's not like when they were young, they always came and they cuddled and they found comfort in that. But as they grow, now and then you'll be standing around having a bride and they will just come and Embrace you for comfort. No words, nothing. It's just drawing near to God, just for some comfort and for some hope. That's how it should be with, with God. And and it's not going to be easy to have our hearts calmed and quieted. We will have to draw near to God. It requires work. We must stop thinking that God is just going to drop something out of the sky into our laps and, and take all our problems away. Yes, God can supernaturally do that. But most of the time, let's be real, we have to work out our salvation in fear and trembling because it's God who has it work in us, through us, and He wants to work out into the world. So we have to find the time to quieten our souls. Like I said, it's not going to be easy. Let's be, let's be gentle, let's be patient, and let's nurture and love and, and just push each other along and help each other just prod prod so there is no automatic formula or secret to quieten our souls as we walk with god in this perverse world we're going to have trials and and i'm sure this COVID 19 has brought many trials many pains and sufferings to our hearts but if our hearts are noisy inside, then it's going to affect our emotions and it's going to try and destroy us. And anxiety, depression, anger, jealousy, discontent and confusion will creep in. Suffering brings pain and we need to do something about it. But stop for a minute. Why don't you last like suffering to teach you something? I'm reading a, a lovely book By Timothy Keller called Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. And this is what he has to say. Just listen to this passage. Lessons of the furnace. Lessons from suffering. What do we learn? Well, if you believe in Jesus and you rest in him, then suffering will relate to your character like fire relates to gold. Think of four things that we want. Do you want to know who you are, your strengths and weaknesses? Do you want to be a compassionate person who skillfully helps people who are hurting? Do you want to have such a profound trust in God that you are fortified against the disappointments of life? Do you want simply to be wise about how life goes? So those are four crucial things to have but none of them are really achievable without suffering. There is no way to know who you really are until you are tested. There is no way way to really empathize and sympathize with other suffering people unless you have suffered yourself. There is no way to really learn how to trust in God until you are drowning. So if you find yourself in a situation that you are drowning my word and my love for you is to draw near to god put your hope in god and he will with his good right hand pull you out of your miry pit but how can we do this pastor how how do we how do we Draw near to God. How can we find this comfort? How can we be encouraged? How can our hearts be strengthened? Well, start by going to the scriptures. I encourage all of us to really, really embrace the sacred scriptures. They are our hope. And And, and look at a beautiful um, passage or, 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 or scripture. Like Start with Philippians 4, 6-7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. There's action. If you want God to help you, and you've got to draw near to God and put your hope in God, well, it requires you to be responsible and do something about it. And And the writer here, Paul, writing to the church of Philippi, is telling us we've got to go to God in prayer. And with our supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Why? Is God is not going to do anything about it. Is God going to just, just turn his back on you? No. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is not a mystical experience. What is actually giving you that peace. And what is God in your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Are the words of God. We need to believe that the written words have promises and have power to encourage us, to build us up in Christ, to help us. These are not just ordinary words. I'm always reminded, and I remember in our home fellowship group, which I miss, I miss the interaction, I miss the the, 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 the lovely um, teachings we've had and the interaction, but I'm always reminded About this verse. For the word of God is living. Folks it's not a dead word. It's a living word. And it's active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to division of soul. And of spirit. Of joints. And of marrow. And discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So either you. And you can read the book of Hebrews. Either you've become dull of hearing. Just not interested in hearing what God has to say to you. And your heart. Or you're going to pick up your word now and become alive to Christ. You're a new creature. You're a new creation. You walk in newness of life. And you're now going to turn to the sacred scriptures and trust God and his word. Trust the Holy Spirit to teach you the truth so you can you can fear his name. And then you can ask God to help you. And the, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And you will find great comfort in that. We have to become like a child who runs up to mom and dad embraces them for comfort, who draws near to them for comfort and hope. That's how we should be to God. It shows trust, submission, and it will find great peaceful rest for our souls. So, children... If you're ever feeling down, discouraged, despondent, go go draw near to your parents. Go and grab them and hold them. And say, Dad, I'm concerned about this. Mom, I'm concerned about this. Put your hope in your parents. Start start looking to your parents for encouragement and hope. Parents, encourage your children to do that. Because then you're going to encourage them to do that with God, our Father. Who we can cry to, Abba Father. Yes, a beautiful quote. By a lady that needed hope. COVID-19 has not done what happened to this lady. She was a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp. Her name was Corrie Ten Bua. And listen to her. She desperately needed hope. Folks, we still live in the comfort of our homes through COVID-19. We still have we still have so much, yet we grumble. He has a lady that needed God to help her. All the props were knocked from underneath her, and her hope she desperately needed hope, and she kept her soul quiet inside with these words: "Never be afraid to trust an unknown future." to a known God. I repeat, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Basically, draw near to God. Walk by faith and not by sight. Like someone said, genuine faith is demonstrated by a calm Confidence in the Lord and not in self-sufficient ambition. The ambition of a true believer should be to please the Lord. And it is impossible to please him without faith. And our faith is in Christ Jesus. Like I've said, let's keep our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith, Christ Jesus. Who knows our hearts, who we can draw near to for great comfort. So will we put our hope in God? Will we turn to Jesus? He's the same yesterday and today and forever. He will never leave us and never forsake us. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Jesus, we need to start embracing the cross in Jesus. Because of Him, we can draw near to God and put our hope in God our Father and cry out to Him, Abba, Father will we be like the hymn writer? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. The second thing that we looked at in this psalm, that we must draw near to God, will we, so we can truly hope in God? These two things that we looked at from Psalm 131 to Encourage us to hope in God. We must turn off the noise in our hearts. That's the first thing. Turn off the noise in your hearts. And the second thing is we must draw near to God. But will we humble ourselves and embrace Christ Jesus there on the cross who became a humble and crucified servant to give us good hope through His grace to live in Him in all circumstances who teaches us to think the way He does for us to hope in Him alone will we hope in jesus christ will our hope be in him will our hope be in god like that song in christ alone my hope is found he is my light my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm will we put our hope in god do you find your hope in god father we thank you for another beautiful morning we thank you again for your grace and and mercy but help us father help us to step back and examine our hearts is our hope in you father during this time are we allowing your word to quieten our souls are we drawing near to you so that you can help us Can we really walk away from COVID-19 and at the end of the day and say, I really put my trust and hope in you, Father. And I thank you for helping me through this. You alone. Can we say that? Will we be able to say that? Please forgive us, Father, for we do not find ourselves doing this. We find ourselves running around, becoming impatient, doing disobedient things, trusting in ourselves, thinking, you're going to, not do anything about it but you will if we are your children you will chastise us that's why i just cry out to you father be merciful to us have mercy upon us father but thank you we can come to psalm 131 and know where our hope needs to be and it needs to be in you father thank you that it teaches us such rich truth substance to put our hope in it's not sinking sand, it's, it's solid, it's the rock, and it's in your rock, and your fortress, we take refuge. So Father, help me, help us all to, to just ask you to forgive us. May we allow the forgiveness just to level that noise, so we can again build new. Because we are new creatures, and we should be walking in newness of life. But yet, Father, it will be hard. And we need your grace and we need each other. So be merciful to us. Help us, Father, to put our hope in you alone during this time of uncertainty. I pray and ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Let me close with a benediction from Jude. Listen to these words. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy. To the only God our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forevermore. And God's children say, Amen.